Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Welcome to the first uh, crossover <laughs> podcast. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm sitting here with my Ohio twin counterpart. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're twins. Tall, yeah. red, Gabe, Gabe Mann, the executive director of no, Neural Pictures no. Ohio. What is your title? Communications director. Some communications article. manager, Jesus, I just gave myself a promotion. Some <laughs> article did call me the executive director. I, I was yeah. reading it today and I was like, you Fake guys, news. did you know that Gabe is the executive director? We're like, never He just, he's a yeah. big wing and we don't know it. That's always nice when you have to send that email to uh, your boss and be oh, like, God. whoa, I was given your title. <laughs> so sorry. In a newspaper article today. Yeah. So, welcome to Not my job uh, yet. This is Repro Madness and Morning After Pill. Nayrol's the morning after. Nayrol's the morning after. <laughs> yes. Pill. Pill. <laughs> no. Pill. 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 That's a great um, name. So, you guys are in Cleveland. We're in preterm. Um, and you're back. If it's mm-hmm. if it's July in Cleveland, it must be a Lady Parts Justice. It's been like a year. It's been like a year. It's, it's, welcome back. Right? Yeah. Um, and you guys just did the Cleveland show of the Vagical Mysteries Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vagical Mystery Tour. Mysteries. <laughs> one Only time. one mystery. You guys, um, during this episode podcast, can we just try and correct each other's grammar as much as possible? <laughs> it's so fun for the people listening. Hey, it's, it's a, a hashtag. Title. It's a We're hashtag. Correcting title. I was correcting a title. Grammar. It was a hashtag. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what damn thing about grammar, so I will not be correcting it. Um, I'll be correcting it. <laughs> so great. So w- joining me and Gabe is Molly and... Abby, also from Buzz Off Lucille and Lady Parts Justice League. Um, yeah, so the podcast, Reaper Madness, is Lady Parts Justice. The the tour is Lady Parts Justice League. Ah. Okay. Very, very important. More corrections. Things. We'll put it yes. all in the notes. All we'll the put corrections. All the grammar corrections in the notes. Yes. <laughs> um, but you're right. We, uh, we're, we're touring with Lady Parts Justice League, and uh, this is has been our third city so far. Buzz Off Lucille joined, but there were six cities before us. Um, so we're in the last little home stretch, and uh, it's fun to be back in Ohio, even if it is Cleveland. <laughs> well, it's it's not that it's Yikes. Cleveland. I mean, you know, Cleveland is as good <laughs> as any other part of the state, but it's just such a nasty environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for women statewide. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, as we're sitting here right now, um, we're also monitoring uh, the news in Ohio. Um, you know, when when you got into the state, we had nine abortion clinics. Uh, as you leave the state, we will have eight. Um, and so that's uh, that's our latest update: is that Akron Women's Medical Group uh, has made the decision to close their clinic. Um, and so now we're down one. Um, do you have any idea the, not like the, the scope of the county that that clinic, uh, served? Uh, well, you know, Northeast Ohio, uh, has more clinics in this corner of the state than the rest does. Um, so, you know, fortunately we do have preterm right here. Uh, if you go down the road, there's Planned Parenthood surgical facilities. So, you know, they do have other options here. But, you know, I always kind of compare it. Uh, 
I know you're not supposed to compare abortion to other medical services, but I always think of it. <laughs> Imagine if everybody in the state of Ohio had to go to the same nine dentist's office. Yeah. And yes. how hard it would be to get an appointment, uh, you know, in a dentist's office, and then all of a sudden they go from nine clinics down to eight. Right. And, you know, for, for us to have this horrible environment uh, that John Kasich has created during his time in office, it's virtually impossible for a doctor who wants to set up shop here in Ohio to open up a new clinic. Mm-hmm. And that's our biggest problem. You know, losing one clinic is bad. It being impossible to replace it is so much worse. Mm-hmm. I really hate the way that Kasich has positioned himself. Like, I think he... Like, for example, when the six-week ban and the 20-week ban were on the table, and he was like, the six-week ban is too much, but then he signs the 20-week ban. It's like... He didn't just say too much. He said that he would not sign it because the six-week ban didn't have exceptions for rape or incest. Those were his only... The 20-week ban did not have exceptions for rape or incest. Seriously? Yeah. He vetoed one and signed the other and gave his reasoning for his veto. But that same reasoning should have applied to the bill that he signed. There's no exception for rape or incest in the 20-week ban. No. That is awful. No. And, and, you know, none of the abortion restrictions have included those exceptions that Kasich signed. There has been some stuff um, where it might be an abortion restriction that's not like a direct ban. It's a different type of policy change um, where it would treat, uh, you know, rape survivors differently. But when he signs an abortion ban, he's, he's never, you know, he's never said during, during the committee process when you're supposed to, like, discuss these things. There's nobody from the governor's office saying, hey, please add this in. You know, the governor wants these exceptions. No, that's – yeah. he doesn't actively participate that's in the, the process. That's the sneaky part is like, you know, to the to the common Ohio constituent that's like not necessarily paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't – they're not seeing those details. They're not hearing about that. Yeah, they're that's just, what they're hoping. They're, sure. So they look at they, – they hear the, oh, Kasich's moderate, you know, and it's like, no, he's actually been really bad for – Right. Women in Ohio. Yeah. All of these restrictions yeah. have basically been written by, uh, you know, staff that he's put in place or been done with his office's direct approval. God, it's crazy. What was it? I I was doing my research this morning before coming in, and uh, it was saying that um, in 2013 there were 70 laws. Since 2013, there have been 70 laws in Ohio. don't doubt it. In Ohio. Yeah. That's, I mean, they, like, it's just mind-boggling to me how good the other side has been at using state regulations to just to chip away at things. Right, right. Yeah, it, it gets so much less attention than something would in Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I've worked for state legislators before who have been in Congress, and that's what they advise, you know, some people when they... They'll go to Washington and, hey, we've got this idea. And congressmen regularly say, listen, you're never going to get this through Congress. Take it down to the state level, and it's going to cost so much less. It's going to move so much faster. It's such a smaller operation, and that's where they push things through. And, you know, we're seeing that first and foremost um, with these abortion restrictions. Uh, There's... I was telling them there's this amazing documentary I was telling you last night about this um, film called Birthright, A War Story, and it, it, it's like 
a whole look at reproductive rights. I mean, it's amazing. Everyone should go and watch it. But at one point, they are talking with a woman from National Right to Life, and she basically is like, we've been, we've been enacting legislation for 30 years that's against abortion, and now, now all of a sudden you think you're going to come in and like put some pro-abortion legislation in place? She's like, good luck. We've been doing this for way long. It's yeah. so scary That's, to be like, you're right. Oh, my God. Like, ah. Yeah. Wow, she's the devil. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, I think I just, I found out who the devil was. <laughs> right. Um, but do you want to go back to the Akron Clinic? Why, what is, like, the real reason um, that's pushing them to close? I, I think it's just the, the owner there, the doctor's retiring. So, you know, all sorts of businesses, um, doctor's offices, they open up and they close all the time. Um and so, you know, that's that's the problem, though, is that sometimes when they close, you expect, okay, somebody else is going to open up. And yeah, who do I pass the torch to? Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's our problem. So uh, we really do need to, you know, take as, as good of care uh, of our abortion providers, uh, their staff, their patients as we can uh, to make sure that this resource uh, for people in Ohio doesn't continue to go away. Um, and so, if we can pivot here, yeah, that's pivot. why it's incredibly uh, awesome that you guys are coming here to hang out with uh, the preterm staff. Um, oh yeah, I and, mean, and I... give them, you know, uh, give them some credit uh, uh, and some thanks as, as you guys are really awesome at doing. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be back. Just walking in right now. Yeah, because just like forging these relationships coming back, hugging everybody that we saw. It's just, it means a lot to me personally to, to, to forge those true friendships. And yeah, I think something that we learned in maybe like in the past year is just that it's very easy to be siloed in New York. Like, you know, we're, we're like abortion activists, right? And so, um, you know, our work is online and social media and making comedic videos. And, and there's something so important about the like connecting with the clinics, the people that work in the clinics, Being putting there. a face, Just putting a your face physical body and, out of place, and right, and and make, making the human connection of like we are in New York and we're working for you and we're like supporting you from afar and like saying that now we're able to come back and remember and know these people, you know, and like be really building on these relationships. Mm-hmm. It's it's re- it's been really yeah. great. This, this is, is the first clinic for me that I've been able to return to, and it's a really special feeling. Last year we like felt like it was abortion camp when we came here. We got to come and <laughs> yeah. to the clinic every day, and it really it just like feels like a camp reunion. I think that's yeah, a s- super specific kind of activism and showing our love for these providers and being like, we'll come back. We love you. We miss you. We continue to support you. Abortion yeah. camp. Just, Yay, abortion. You sell a wallet, you go swimming, you yeah. horseback riding. Oh, my God. We're going to boondoggle later. We're all going to boondoggle together. Boondoggle? That's what it's called. You know what boondoggle is. I don't know what boondoggle is. Oh, okay. Is. Well, it's, Gabe, it's, it's You know what boondoggle is. It's that plast- colored plastic, and you do little knots, and it, you make Oh, that has a name? That's called boondoggling. I had no idea that. You're going to boondoggle the... You came here just to boondoggle the staff. All throughout growing up, that's what what it was called. It sounds like a sex position. Oh, and then we did the boondoggle. Yeah, then we did the boondoggle. Woo! Uh, Things got hot. No clothes on. Boondoggled all night. (laughs) Abby learned how to boondoggle in the third grade. She's been doing it ever since. Yeah. Oh, Abby, she's a long-time boondoggler. 
No, I believe you that that's the name, but like, where did that come from? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm while we Google Boondoggle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so last year when you guys are here, you, you brought in a taco truck, uh, set up the karaoke machine, uh, yeah, threw a party you. in the parking lot. Um, you know, that, that was incredible. That never happens here. Um, <laughs> like you mean the cele- like just the, just celebration or just in general, um, taco trucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't speak to the taco truck, but I mean, just, just having a party for abortion providers mm-hmm. coming to their place of business and saying, you know, Hey, you guys, uh, you deserve, uh, you know, some, some credit and a drink, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, let's party for an afternoon. So, yeah. uh, that was really amazing to watch that last year, uh, and to have you do that again this year for the staff. Um, you know, that's, you yeah. know, that's gotta be like the greatest job ever is driving around. <laughs> and it is really joy. Yeah, for sure. To see, um, all the clinic workers get to have fun with each other. Not that we're here all the time, but it's just like, you know, think about whenever we get to party with each other, it's a whole different dynamic than when you're at work. Mm -hmm. And it just like, is a little, a little weight off your shoulders. And it's, it's just, just celebrating them. It's like, it's your party. Drink if you want to. <laughs> and same thing with the shows. I always think that in the shows, like, it's fun to bring uh, providers and staff into the space of celebrating them because it's, it seems on, on face level, it's, just, it's not just a party. It's, it's truly a mindset, I believe, of making them superstars, rock stars at your party. You know, like, right. it's the, the little things like that. Right. And so after the, so a part of the tour, you know, we go to these different cities, we do a comedy show. But then after the show, uh, the point is really to bring the audience that came to the show in, in connection, like to connect them to the abortion providers and people working in their community uh, for abortion rights, you know. So we have these talkbacks with people from the clinics, people from different organizations, all in an effort to activate our audience to volunteer for these organizations and to see that they um, can help and give right. them direct act- access to sign up and yeah. get motivated. Yeah, and, you know, last night after the show was over, the comedy was done, uh, and then there was that point where it's like, okay, bring up the lights and here's some people that work for the local clinics. And I honestly kind of expected like an exodus for the doors, but people sat there and listened and yeah, really was... wanted to hear what, uh, you know, what the preterm staff had to say about what it was like working in the clinic. Um, you know, what sort of experiences they've heard from women who've gotten services here, um, and also, uh, there was one of the organizers from Urge, uh, who's a you know, partner organization of ours. Uh, they do terrific work. So, you know, using this comedy draw as then, uh, hey, while you're in, while you're in the room, uh, let's talk about exactly why we're here. I thought that was uh, that was really valuable. So. Yeah, and it's cool to see after the talkback when when the people who listen to the talkback like immediately beeline to sign up and volunteer. Uh, that's that's been a cool thing to witness. Yeah, and I loved how uh, Liz was talking. Liz Winstead was talking to them and called them out on this. She she asked everybody on stage uh, what what they could use from the volunteers or what their experience was at the clinic, and they immediately pivoted to talking about the patients. It's always it's such a hallmark of being an abortion provider or in 
or just loving abortion. You just care, care so much. And you're like, oh, it's not about me. It's not about me. We're right. trying to be like, no, no, no. This is about you right now. Tell us your experience, yeah. what it's like walking into a clinic every day um, and what you need. It was yeah. funny to watch. It's, and, and this from a clinic that, I mean, they had the fence out back stolen. They've had windows shattered recently. So yeah, they I saw all, that. You know, they've had unnecessary expenses due to vandalism. So... You know, when Liz is up there saying, hey, you know, abortion providers, clinic owners, tell the community what you need. This is a clinic who's needed some things, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right. They need donations to replace the windows right. that you guys have, have helped, you know, publicize and help them fundraise around. Right. Um, so there's definitely a need for these sort of things. And I think a lot of times, you know, we talk about abortion stigma. It is focused on the patients and, like how hard it is for them to, you know, find care, et cetera. But doing abortion work and being an abortion provider, even being somebody that is an administrator at an abortion clinic, like there's stigma around that. Like in, in the conversations we've had in the past um, few cities and just in in general, the spaces that we get to, uh, you speak to some of these administrators and they're like, Oh no, my family doesn't know where I work. You know, they don't, I I don't talk, I don't get to talk about what I do. And it's like, they come to work every day. There are protesters (laughs) screaming screaming outside. They don't know. I mean, in, if you've seen that, the documentary that came out from Rewire the Care and Chaos. I haven't seen that. Down in Charlotte. It's just, it's a 20 minute doc. It's really great. I'm way behind on my documentaries. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But there's protesters right down uh, a clinic workers, um, license plates, you know? And it's like, what do they do with that? Like right. that's to know that there are people actively like, I don't know, stalking or like doing weird things. Like that's, that's yeah. I mean, best case scenario, that, they're just writing it down to be seen, writing it down. Yeah, in just to freak you out because they're fucking weirdos. But, but yeah, so like there's a stigma in working here too. And so like being able to come in and like celebrate and be like, no, like be, like, you work at a great place that does good work, and we appreciate you. Right. That's cool. It's cool to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different working environment. Yeah. Wow. Do you feel appreciated? We, we love you, Gabe. We appreciate you. I don't work in a clinic, though. I mean, our office in Your Columbus. Your office is in a clinic, and uh, this, th- this office is in a clinic, but it's, it's such a... a noticeable difference for me coming up here. But as the executive director yeah. of the mural, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you yeah. off. Um, <laughs> but our, our office in Columbus is in just sort of a small little office building. So when I go into work, there's nobody standing outside, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in here, you know, even just bringing in backpack and, you know, some, some microphone tripods and, and this equipment, walking past patients it's it's totally a different vibe um you know i i again i just i always compare what the patients in the waiting room are going through just to like my own doctor's office experiences and it's you know i think i've never gone to the doctor and been like oh thank god i get to sit in this waiting room it always sucks (laughs) so you know this person is having a shitty day because they're at the doctor and that sucks Mm -hmm. Uh, and so the idea that maybe they've got some other level of, uh, you know, just personal, um, I don't want to use the word trauma cause it's not necessarily traumatic, but just an unsettling feeling is maybe happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's some, you know, gangly redhead. Car- <laughs> yeah. Getting harassed. 
Uh, and then there's me carrying like audio equipment through the lobby, and they're like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> uh, but it's you know it's right. definitely a different vibe. Um, so you know, and I, I think it's uh, it's good to to help people sort of normalize, um, you know, this that they can finish up their doctor's visit. You know, the staff can clock out and go have a drink. Yeah. So. Do you? I'm just curious, like. I, I'm from Ohio, right? So I have a lot of like family and friends here and, you know, I can battle them, the ones that don't agree with, um, choice from afar. You know what I mean? I don't have to see them frequently. (laughs) You being here, do you, does, is there an age, like, do you have a problem like speaking about the work you do? No, uh, not at all. Um, I mean, you know, I I think if if you're uh, if you're a NARAL staffer, it was the same case with the Planned Parenthood staffer. Um, you know, I I think you're you're always going to advocate for abortion rights. It's just you you decide whether to dial it up or dial it back mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. upon which situation you're in. You know, I mean, crank it, crank it. There are some times where you know it's some Facebook discussion, and you know you really just let right. it fly and tell people what you think. And you know, then there's other times where maybe you're at your mechanic picking up your car, and the mechanic might you know say something, and it's just like, well, you're working on my brakes, so I'm gonna let this slide. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna turn it down right yeah. now so I can get home <laughs> safely. Yeah, so you know, and it's not that I couldn't have a conversation with the right. guy, but it's just. I'm not going to actually win anything here. Um, You know, and when we do advocacy, it's much more applicable to your question, I think. Um, You know, there's, there's points when we look at it from a persuasion point of view of can we talk to, you know, a voter and let them change, you know, help them change their opinion of what abortion access means uh, or maybe our resources are tighter. And so we just look at, um, you know, okay, we're not going to try and change anybody's minds. We just need to go to the people who already understand the value of this work and make sure that they get turned out or that they get connected to the information on how to contact their legislators. Um, so, you know, it's, it's similar there. You just, you got to kind of figure out exactly uh, how much to engage based on the audience that you're looking at. And maybe that's your aunt and uncle at Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Turn it off. <laughs> yep. Turn that oh, shit yeah. off. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the uh, I wanted to get. Well, did you want to hear anything else about the tour? Uh, sure, you, unless, you unless you're now? trying to move on. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I am curious to hear like how the other dates uh, on the tour went. Um, where you're headed next? Um, you know what? What else is? Uh, in the future for Lady Parts Justice uh, and Buzz Off the Seal, so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, we, we just came from Detroit. The Detroit show was really awesome. Live audience, like, obviously live audience, but, like, alive, great, great energy. The audience last night in Cleveland was so awesome. Um, we're headed to Pittsburgh next. Right. Um, and then our final stop is Louisville. Pittsburgh, let me pause you there. Um, yeah. It's. We were talking about this last night uh, with Liz because we were asking her what clinic you're actually going to be visiting there. 
uh, and apparently it's Allegheny, uh, I think it's like Allegheny Women's Medical, something Allegheny. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't even know the name of the clinic there because we just commonly refer to that facility as Pittsburgh. Um, uh, and normally it's in the context of, wow, this woman needs some advanced care and we're not able to get her into a provider here. We need to send her to Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So they are kind of a, oh, wow, we need, we need bigger help. Got to go to Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, so they're like a good, like a great facility. Yeah. yeah. That's great. They're the preterm of Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, so I, I've never been to that facility, but I know of them in reputation, just like, you know, they're the next step up in terms of getting women help. That's Ooh. really great. I'm cool. I'm excited to go there then. That's been the, the neat uh, experience is seeing the different clinics. Uh, you know, we didn't do a clinic visit in Indianapolis. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we just joined. So this is like our second clinic stop. We, we, did, well, we did a few clinics in Detroit. Um, and we did some clinic escorting and some protester uh, counter protests. Yeah, I saw the Facebook photos of you guys in the the vests. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that so. was blessed. yeah. And oh, obviously, we we clinic escorted uh, last year here at preterm, um, which was also a, a big exciting uh, adventure. And we just passed probably some of the regulars as we walked in here. We got shouted at as we just you know walked in. Uh, saying some some guy said don't murder your baby and another woman yelled I regret my abortion. Um, Ooh, yeah, so was like, can we get one? Yeah, <laughs> I was like we're taking orders for lunch. Wow, what are um, you doing? So um, yeah, saw some of the regulars and um, I think yeah. Pittsburgh will be fun. We're there's a we're doing a whole CPC action coming up. Okay. Um, called Exposed Fake Clinics. Uh, which I believe, like, I believe Nayral is on as a partner. We've signed on, yep. Yay. Yeah, totally. I'm not a hundred percent certain what exactly we're doing, but yes, we're on board. That's great, cool. So the whole, I mean, the whole thing is just to like get the word out about these phony baloney clinics and and right. um, what's the ratio in Ohio? So you were saying like now we're down to eight clinics. We're down to eight but clinics. But like roughly how many CPCs are there? CPCs, uh, I think it's somewhere one fifty to one seventy five. Like, uh, that's, in, that's what a million state tax dollars does. Yes. <laughs> it creates roughly a hundred and so. And that was just re-upped. So they're getting. Did it re-up? I thought the last time we talked, yeah. it, they were taking it out of the budget. No, they put it back in. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah, uh, they, we just had another, you know, every two years we do our budget cycle. Um, and. We spoke too soon on that. Well, I, my word then was cautiously optimistic. <laughs> Emphasis on cautious. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the original state budget was written uh, without any money for crisis pregnancy centers because Kasich came out at the beginning of the budget process and said, listen, this state is in an economic reception, uh, recession. Uh, there's going to be like a billion-dollar hole in the budget. The budget is a $60 billion bill. And they were like a billion dollars short. And so we were saying, hey, you know, if, you, if you're short on cash, let's not give a million dollars to crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, but as the budget process moved along, it became 200000 and then 600000 And then they were like, eh, let's just make it a million. Uh, so That's easier. And zero is going to... 
Planned Parenthood. Right, because Kasich has defunded Planned Parenthood twice in a while. <laughs> so, uh, and they're busy fighting against the possibility that they'd be uh, blocked from Medicaid reimbursement um, it, wow. at the national level. And obviously um, all of the eight independent abortion providers get none of that money as well. Right. They're, yeah, they're not getting any support from the state of Ohio. At all. Um, but a million bucks goes to, I'm not even calling them CPCs. They're just yeah, anti-abortion they're, they're, groups. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. The, for the listeners, right. yeah, they're, they're imposter fake clinics that pretend to be actual abortion providers when they do not provide abortion, and they're usually religiously affiliated and try to dissuade women from. Right. They also don't get this money from the State Department of Health. So you think, oh, they're, you know, they're claiming yeah. to offer oh. services to women. They'll get health dollars. No, these are TANF dollars. Oh, God. Yeah. That's like welfare? Yeah. So temporary assistance to needy families. Uh, so this is the sort of stuff. Uh, Jamie was using an example that she'd heard some other uh, um, podcast episode um, where it can be cash assistance that families get because, you know, food stamps are great. Um, but if you have bills to pay mm-hmm. because, you know, somebody broke a leg and can't go back to work as a construction worker or, you know, the car's broke and you need cash to actually pay to get your brakes fixed. Uh, Jamie's example was there was somebody who had lead line pipes in their house. And so they were using that cash to be able to pay a plumber to come in to get rid of their lead plumbing. Oh my gosh. It's money for poor people. For people that need it. And they sliced off a million bucks to give to these anti-abortion groups <sighs> that run CPCs. It's infuriating, and that's the big... We're trying... this. We have a, this big campaign coming out, and we're really excited to just let everybody know about it. Let everyone... I mean, I didn't know what a crisis pregnancy center was last year. I don't think, to, to yeah. a year and a half ago. And it's like, I'm in the field. I can't imagine people who are yeah. pro-choice, who aren't in the field, who don't like, know anything. It's unbelievable, almost. It like, is. All these things are truly... You don't... The amount... Nobody can believe that you would give state dollars to just lie to patients who are tricked. Yes. Tricked from the second they walk in the door, manipulated, these vulnerable people. Shamed. They're separated from their phones. It's just like... Even before they walk in the door, I went down to one of our facilities in Dayton. Uh, It's called the Women's Med Center. If you stand in their parking lot and turn around and look at the building behind you, it's called the Women's Center. And, I mean, they both look like kind of doctor's office sort of small buildings with little parking lots and a sign out front of each. And if you don't catch that one's women's med center and one is the women's center and you walk in the other one, you're not in the abortion facility. And you might not realize that until you filled out some damn clipboards and sat there for a half an hour yes. and waited. And why would you ever figure that out? Why would you ever think that right. that would be a possibility? Yeah, right. It would my brain would explode. Yeah, you're already stressed from booking the appointment, from, being, from pregnant. being pregnant, like trying to decide what you would like to do, and then you, you going it's to the, the last thing, it's the last it's thing in your mind that you would ha- you would think that some other organization would be copying the font and the, the place of the actual abortion clinic. It's just like it's right. it's oh, like a it's like an alternate universe. It's not the upside down place. It's the upside down place. <laughs> yeah, so, so the campaign so if you're listening probably by the time this comes out it's exposedfakeclinics.com 
and there's a big campaign starting on Monday, and that's right kind of when we hit Pittsburgh. So we're going to be doing um, actions in Pittsburgh against these uh, anti-abortion extremist groups. And uh, on top of the show and on top of, the, you know, some, some clinic outreach. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, like, getting doing some stuff. Um, and then, you know, the big last hoop-de-doo is when um, Operation Save America is in Louisville for uh, their Summer of Justice. <laughs> Summer yeah. of Justice. So Louisville's gonna be Louisville's gonna be nuts, right? Um, so we're ending our tour with a party for with like, and there's gonna be like 700 or so of the worst, closest, worst anti-abortion friends. I heard there's gonna be a prayer tent. A prayer <gasps> tent. It's like Burning Man. Yeah. It's like Burning Man. We'll go paint our faces and go into the prayer tent. Yeah. So we'll that's see. that's where we're ending. Uh, that's why we. Are Some of justice sounds terrible. Why does it have to be justice? I know it's. it's I, I honestly, I'm. I, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I have. I have ideas in my head, but I don't know what we're going to be walking into in Louisville. It could be a boondoggle. Fest. It could be a boondoggle fest. We could all just. It could be people bamboozling. Bamboozling, bamboozling, and boondoggling. In the prayer tent. Yeah, in the in the prayer uh, tent. Who knows what happens in the prayer tent? Stays, stays in the, the prayer tent. tent. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're back to New York. And then, well, York. yeah, and then, well, and then I go to Politicon. Politicon, what's yeah, Politicon? Never heard of Politicon. No. I'm oh boy. At first, I was like, I just want to go home, but I'm excited. So Politicon is this convention that happens that brings people together of it's both like, sides. It's like Comic Con right. so for politics. Yeah, it's like Comic Con for politics. So they bring Comic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so last year we went and like Lady Parts Justice did a show and had like a workshop panel thing. But then also there was like a panel of anti-abortion people that spoke. You Sarah know what I mean? Palin so it's like there. oh god. Sarah Palin was there. But this year uh, they announced that Chelsea Handler will be debating Tommy Lauren. Oh, yeah, little right. Little twenty-three-year-old that thinks she knows everything. I did hear about that. But yeah. apparently, it's pro-choice now. Yeah, well, she, she, she says she she says she just wants yeah. government out. I mean, their their whole thing is you know government stay out of my business, and so you know she has one of them, she has one of them taking her guns, and she doesn't care if you get an abortion. She would never get an abortion, but yeah, shame, 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 shame. But you do it, but I'll shame you. <laughs> yeah, so that I think it'll be interesting. That's like the big draw this year. Okay. That's going to be, I'm jealous. I'm excited for you to be there. At Comic-Con for political nerds. I'm picturing somebody like in an Optimus Prime suit (laughs) with one of those boater hats that they wear at political conventions. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Julie and I have got these pictures of um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and this little, this guy painted it or whatever. And she had like this robot arm. Like there's all, there's something for everybody there. There's something for everyone. Okay. If you're confused, you thought it was Comic-Con, you'll still have something to do. Yeah, I went to the anti-abortion panel, and Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King's niece or whatever, who okay. is like, do you know who? I forget what the fuck her exact name is. <laughs> is sure. it? But anyway, she's like some distant, distant niece, something. But she's like a talking head for the anti-abortion people. Yes, because um, she likes to say that you know Martin Luther King was actually against abortion. I know, even though like she's kind of been ostracized from their family. Yeah, I know that there's a divide amongst right. the, the, yeah. the cousins within yeah. the family. 
it was so hard to sit and listen to this panel of like six very out of touch women just say some of the dumbest things. And yeah. what's her face? Who's in that NRA ad? Oh, this horrible she thing. There. She yeah. was there too. Is she the brunette bowl cut? Yeah. Woman? Well, no, not bowl cut. She's like she's she's like fancy dolled up. She's she's very pretty and attractive, and and she's just uh, you know. We don't take our guns, and abortion's bad. Yeah. No, This. did you see the ad? It's like they're reenacting scenes from 1984. And what? Oh, it's it's crazy. Like, unintentionally, you know, just... There's, you know, no law and order in the streets, and we need to protect ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of dark. Yeah, kind of like... And there's a great response ad to it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, put out by one of the Black Lives Matter chapters. And she sort of... Uh, you know, provides this, uh, you know, it's it's the same uh, graphic look to it. Uh, and this woman talking about how, you know, people need to be able to protect themselves. And then she stops and she's like, wait a minute, what's with all this crazy talk? And so then the backdrop cuts out and it's like just, you know, this group of normal people. And she's like, we just need all to stand with each other and have normal conversations about our personal interactions you know, NRA, you need to take down these ads and stop this insanity. That's great. Uh, so there's a really good response ad to oh, that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, after the tour, I go directly to that, uh, and then and then I'm able to make it back to New York. But. And then we're going to be planning for the second Golden Probe Awards. Awesome. I want to go to that. It looks come like to New York. Oh, my God. Oh my God you should totally to come. Okay. You can stay with one of us. We can put you up. You know, <laughs> maybe we can put yeah, two redheads together. Yeah, two redheads. Two redheads together. Yeah, I got one in my place. <laughs> no, the last year's uh, show looked pretty awesome. So, uh, do you guys have a, a date set for? It was in October last year. October, technically like a mid-October, mid-October. 15th type of thing. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be in a bigger venue, as far as we know so far. We don't have a ton of details, but uh, bigger. Bigger, bigger, flashier, better, flashier. More assholes. Think more. Think more. All the assholes you can fit in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Sounds pretty good. Should yeah. We... Well, before we leave, I just wanna I wanna give our listeners like a little taste of um, a little taste, a little taste. Uh, just like an update on what really is like the status of what's happening in Ohio. So like I think the other big thing is that the Senate, the state Senate, just pa- uh, passed the... Um, we call dial- it the abortion method ban. Abortion method ban. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it's a ban on a DNA procedure, which is the most common, it's the safest uh, abortion method done in the second trimester. Uh, even though it's the safest, they uh, make all wild claims about it and want to block women from accessing it. Um, so, you know, when Kasich came into office, one of the very first things he did is he put in place a post-viability ban. So that's around 24 weeks. Then he passed the 20-week ban. So we've gone from 24 weeks down to 20, and now this d e ban, which is going to apply to second trimester, so it's kind of like a 13-week yes. ban. So they're just moving the bar 24 weeks, 20 weeks. Now this would be around 13 weeks. Um... Uh, and it did move to the Senate. So this was, uh, you know, a big deal. Uh, we wanted to really have a strong showing against it because, um, you know, because most 
uh, abortions are first trimester abortions. This isn't a procedure that even people who have had abortions are necessarily familiar with. Mm -hmm. They might not understand the importance of it. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it, it kind of took us a minute, you know, every restriction, it's like, okay, how are we going to talk about this in a way of making sure people understand the importance uh, or, or to get their attention in the first place? Uh, and because of that, that's when uh, several of our organizers decided, you know, they'd seen The Handmaid's Tale done uh, as a protest form down in Texas. Uh, they were like, you know what, this warrants that. Let's put that together. Uh, and so Stephanie Craddock Sherwood with Women Have Options, uh, which is uh, our biggest abortion fund here in Ohio. She's the executive director of that. Um, she sewed bonnets. Uh, and they oh, ran wow. out and bought red capes awesome. uh, and recruited uh, some of her volunteers and some NARAL volunteers. Uh, and, you know, they hit that first, uh, that first uh, committee hearing uh, and parked them all in a row uh, in the, the front of the audience and sat there for testimony. So uh, our, our most retweeted tweet uh, is a photo of the bill sponsor standing there explaining why he wants to ban this procedure with eight handmaids on both, you know, on either oh, side of him yes. in the front row. Oh, wow. uh, it was amazing. I, I thought that they oh, were so going to get kicked out, honestly. Um, but they, you know, they weren't. And they just started the committee. And it was like, oh, wow, they're really going to move forward with this hearing with these women wow. sitting. And you know, Saturday Night Live did uh, a great handmade sketch. Um, yeah. And the point of their sketch was that the women were coming along and they were, you know, trying to move without being noticed. And then the guys come up and they're like, hey, we didn't see you at the barbecue. Yeah. And the guys What's don't. Happening? Yeah. And the guys, <laughs> like, see. don't you... have a clue that something's going on. That's what the hearing was like. Oh. Because they just ignored the women sitting there and moved on as if everything else was normal. And I was like, Holy shit, this is insane. That's crazy. They're and then the like, bill oh, passes. they're wearing. That's the person yeah. you wear now? Oh, okay, let's move on. Yeah, Paul Ryan says uh, you can't wear sleeves, so everybody has to Oh, wear right, right, right. You can't wear sleeves. We can't wear sleeveless, so, so now we have to wear a whole right. robe. Whole robe. <laughs> That's just what that is. That's yeah. just what that is now. No, but it was like the entire Senate said, oh, okay, the women are doing something weird. Can we keep moving on with this bill? Ugh. And that's what happened. What, um, what is like... So come back after summer session, whatever, and then. Uh, then the they're going to pull it up in the house. Um, what are the chances are of the it chances? getting through that? The house is uh, even more Republican votes than what passed the twenty-week ban back in December. And then it goes to Kasich, and then what? And then it goes to Kasich, who, if he was using his, I'm not going to sign anything with no rape or incest exceptions, he should, using his same logic, mm -hmm. veto. Um, what an added layer is that they don't have the same votes as last year. They have more Republican votes. Kasich is no longer veto-proof. They could override this veto and force this thing to go into law. And so then, you know, we've got ACLU lined up where they're, you know, Just looking at Yeah, and, and seeing what sort of a lawsuit this is. Because this is something as, as, is as unconstitutional as yes. the, uh, the six-week ban was. Really, is the twenty-week ban. These are all pre-viability yeah. abortion bans. Um, you know, it, clearly it's unconstitutional. Directly, it's directly like you were saying, taking something that is uh, medically safe. That yeah, safest procedure is a to totally safe procedure, and for some reason, regulating it and saying 
no, you can't do that anymore. Right. But from people that have no medical background. Right. Which is... And what they've actually said is, don't worry, there's other procedures out there. But when you look at them, they are so unsafe. What are these they're, procedures? It's they're the ones that forcing, doctors quit doing. <laughs> exactly. It's it's forcing a woman to basically give birth, right? Like it's like a it's like forcing a woman's body to go into pregnancy. I'm not a doctor, so I can't describe yeah. it. But I don't know. We talked about it in a past in a past podcast episode. I didn't realize that layer. That's it's like truly it's awful. Ex- yeah. It's ex- the the complications are higher. It's it's more traumatic for a woman to go through. Yeah. It's just a lot. Right. They choose the safest method because it's the safest method. Mm-hmm. Let's not get rid of the safest method. That makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Welcome back <laughs> to it. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah. I do love it here. Yes. Very yeah. Despite yeah. those people. Yeah. Drew Carey, Cleveland rocks? Question <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having Thank us there. Thank you so Thanks, much, Gabe. Um, before I let you go, so you guys are in Pittsburgh when? What's the dates? Um, the 19th is our show? The 19th is our show. We arrive on the 17th, which okay. is Monday, Sunday night, Monday. Our show is July 19th, Wednesday. July 19th, Wednesday in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So people can get information at the Lady Parts Justice League. Lee. Lee. Yeah. Or just uh, magicalmystorytour.com. Okay. So that's the 19th. Uh, the 20th in Cleveland. Uh, is our first uh, NARAL Pro Choice Ohio mini golf classic. Oh, oh that's a, a hoot. fundraiser. Oh, that's I'm a sad hoot. to be missing it. Uh, the first one is uh, July 20th in Cleveland. The next one is in Toledo, August 5th. Uh, and then you guys are in uh, Louisville. Louisville. And our show is on Saturday the 22nd. Okay. Yeah. Sounds and then good. just plan another mini golf thing a year from now. And we'll a come year from now, here. we'll be back. <laughs> We we might do that. Um, <laughs> the plan is to have a couple of them around the state. So so far we've got Cleveland and Toledo scheduled. So it's That's kind right. of like a bolathon thing where oh, people like no. yes. you know join a team, raise some so money. Uh, if they raise at least fifty bucks, they get in. Uh, you know for their team. So it That's should be uh, really yeah a lot of fun. Fantastic! You guys are doing such good work here. Yes, okay. we love you. Thanks, yeah, Dino. So thanks for coming. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.